daf tezayin amit bet and yudzayin amit aleph, the genesis of the day, tibul yom ra'ui lachul alav nezirut. As you know, as I've mentioned before, that when I'm uh, traveling on, on professional projects, it's often very, very hard for me to find the amount of time needed for a, a mathmon, and not just the time, but also the, the headspace. And as the last few days, I'm sorry, we haven't learned together, uh, but I have been uh, just fully engaged with a, an important client project. And that's made it difficult. But today I've come up for air and uh, hopefully we can enjoy a beautiful piece of Gemara together. Uh, this year is dedicated to Eloi Nishmat Reb Mendel Shlomo Ben Reb Hilo Dov Ber, who is the father of one of the Talmidot of Matmonim, Hedin Gordon's father, has a Shloshim today. Uh, and she has, and, and her husband, Dr. Gordon, have been learning with me uh, for, for many decades uh, and have uh, raised a wonderful family of B'nai Torah. And this is Hedin's father, and uh, we wish him an, an Ilu Neshama. Uh, we do have this opportunity for people to dedicate uh, shirim to, to people or in memory of people or for occasions. Uh, it, it, certainly it, it, it's uh, possible to, to contribute to Oranan, which is a non-profit that funds the Matmonim Project. The Matmonim Project needs funds. We're developing a website that not only will all the shirim be available on the website, but they'll be indexed that one can look them up. They'll be tagged. They'll be available in, in, in print form, both in English and in Hebrew, ultimately. But all of that needs a lot of funding. Uh, and I will send out at some point the, uh, the banking details so that anybody who feels that way inclined can help support uh, Oranam for the, for the Matmonim program and certainly for the uh, occasions that one wants to dedicate a shoe in memory of somebody. So today we talk about the fact that I don't think we are um, satisfactorily using many of the tools that the Torah gives us. And one of the tools is sunset, the end of one day and the beginning of another day. And what that end and beginning does, that moment of transition from one day to another, how I can, one can use that to terminate the negativity of a day. During a period of a day, negativity builds up. One has disappointments, one has sadness, and one has anger. There are things that happen during a day. And yet one can start the new day fresh. And starting the new day fresh doesn't mean the next morning. So starting the new day fresh is sunset time so that one can move into the evening already with a freshness uh, and then uh, uh, go to sleep and wake up completely fresh with, with having left behind the negativity of the day before. But then one has to be conscious of that moment of sunset, that moment of um, uh, of, of Eruv Shemesh, when the sun goes down and the night is starting, Shkia takes place, the sunset happens and it really terminates one day and starts the next. So let's have a look and understand a little bit more of that. We have a case in the Gemara on Daftet Zayin Amud Aleph, where a person undertakes to become a Nazir, but he does so when he's in a cemetery. So he's in a state of Tumah, he's in a state of impurity, just by virtue of his being in the cemetery, at the moment he takes on Nazirut, during which time he's not allowed to be impure. So we have a machloket between Rabbi Yochanan and Resh Lakish. And Rabbi Yochanan says, Nizirut chalalav. It doesn't matter, even though he's in, a, in the cemetery, Nizirut applies to him, and exactly in what way and what laws. The Gemara goes into Resh Lakish, Amar, and Nizirut chalalav. And Resh Lakish says it doesn't do so. And the Gemara explains that according to Resh, Rabbi Yochanan, he, uh, he holds that mitla talia v'kaima. 
that the Nazirut has been accepted, even though he was in the in the cemetery. And true, it doesn't actually start working yet, but it is suspended. And Kivan Demishkach in the moment he's out of the uh, cemetery and he becomes cleansed from the tumah, from the impurity that attached to him in the t- cemetery, he then uh, the, the automatically. The, the nazirut starts to function. Reish Lakish Amar Ein Nazirut Chala Alav I Hadar Vamar Chayla Ale Rabbi Yochanan. Reish Lakish says no. That acceptance of nazirut in a cemetery doesn't have any effect. If after he leaves the cemetery and he is purified, he undertakes nazirut, then it's fine. Vilolo. And if it doesn't, he doesn't undertake it. Uh, then then it wouldn't uh, it it wouldn't apply. And Tosford explains, in the, in the name of, of, of Rashi also, that um, he doesn't have to take on a full Nazirut. In other words, even according to Reish Lakish, there has been some impact of his acceptance of the Nazirut. And when he uh, leaves the, the cemetery and he is purified, he just has to say, that Nazirut which I accepted in the, in the, in the cemetery now applies to me. I'm now putting myself into that situation. But if he doesn't say that at all, uh, then it wouldn't apply to him, even though he's obligated to accept the Nazirut. He took a kind of a nadir, he made a kind of a vow that he would be a Nazir. So he's obligated to accept Nazirut upon himself, but he doesn't have to do the whole formal acceptance because he'd already done that in the cemetery. The Gemara goes on to discuss the difference between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish in many different ways. And in the process, the, in the Andaf Yudzayin Amadalef, the Gemara says, Ein ben tamesh nazar le nazir tahor shenitma. Let me explain that. The Gemara is explaining the difference between a, a Nazir who became impure, um, or rather an, a man who was impure when he became a Nazir, like the case we've just talked about that Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish are talking about, and the other case where a man is a Nazir, uh, and he was Tahor when he takes on his Nazirut, and then he becomes impure. The difference, says the Gemara, is one difference, that if he started off Tameh, and then he became a Nazir in his state of Tumah, he's in the cemetery and he accepts upon himself Nazirut, Shvi'i shelo olelo leminyan. When he is being purified from his Tumah, he has to count seven days during the purification process where he does various different things. On the seventh day, he has to bring um, a, he has to go to the, to the mikveh, he has to go and do Tevilah. That seventh day, once he's done Tevilah, counts as the first day of his Nazirut. The Nazir Tahor but if a man was a regular Nazir, purified, and then he went into the cemetery, then he became Tameh, his seventh day doesn't count. So what is the difference? Again, two cases. One is a man who accepts Nazirut in the cemetery and then has to go through a purification process of seven days. His seventh day counts towards Nazirut, whereas a man who is a Nazir to start with goes into the cemetery and then purifies himself, his seventh day of purification doesn't count for the Nizirut. And Tosfut explains the difference. And Tosfut says, because in the case of a person who is purified and then goes into the cemetery and then goes through the purification process, his seventh day, he needs Tvila, he has to go into the mikveh, and then later on he has to bring a korban. 
he has to bring a sacrifice. And until he brings the sacrifice, he is not fully purified. Whereas the other Nazir, who was Tamei to start with, uh, and then he came out, but once he became a Nazir, he never became Tamei again. Uh, in his situation, after the, after the initial Tumah, he also had to keep seven days, but his seventh day, he had to go to the Beis Amik, he had to go to the, to the Mikveh, to the Tevilah, but he doesn't have to bring a Korban afterwards. So we have a concept here of a Tibul Yom. A Tibul Yom is a person who's gone through a purification process, including going to the Mikveh, but still has to wait till sunset before he is fully purified. He doesn't have to bring any sacrifices. He doesn't have to do anything else. He just has to wait. It is a time element. Time has to pass. The day needs to end. And only when the next day begins at sunset is he fully tahor. And such a person during that period, that, that seventh day, we're talking about a case of that seventh day where he's been to the mikveh, there's nothing more to, for him to do except wait for sunset. That first day, that day can already apply to his Nazirut. Why is this Tosfot? Because on that day, although he's not fully tahor, he's not fully pure, and won't be fully pure until sunset, nevertheless, klisha tumate, his tumah is a little weaker, and it's sufficiently weak, his impurity is sufficiently weak for Nazirut to apply to him. And therefore, the Nazirut can can take effect immediately. And this uh, uh, kind of raises in our mind the very first Mishnah in, in Masech de Brochus. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story where <coughs> I was trying to demonstrate to a group of Jewish, of educators at the Jewish um, day school the importance of studying and teaching Talmud. Uh, the problem was that the group I was talking to was not only Jewish, many of the teachers there were, were non-Jewish. Um, uh, but I decided nevertheless to teach them a piece of Gomorrah and demonstrate the power of Gomorrah. And in choosing what Gomorrah to teach them, at first I was going to find a, a human, a kind of an ethical piece of Gomorrah that everybody would be able to relate to. And then I thought that defeats the purpose. If I'm trying to demonstrate the power of Talmud, let's I either pick randomly or start at the beginning. And the very first Mishnah is the Mishnah in, in Brachot, uh, which is not very conducive to people who are not in any way involved in ideas Jewish to really understand. The question is, Korin The Mishnah asks, when do you start reading the, the Kriyat Shema? From when may you say Shema in the evening? And the Mishnah doesn't say from sunset or from nightfall. It says, It starts at the time that Kohanim, who have become defiled and impure and went through a purification process, from the time that they are allowed to eat truma, for which they have to be pure, from that time you can eat, you, you can have, um, you can say Kriyat Shema. And Rashi explains that that is, um, if they have become Tamei, these Kohanim, and they went to the mikveh, shimshan, and then the sun has set, and from that moment they're allowed to eat truma, that's when you can read Kriya Truma from. <coughs> and I explained the, the connection <coughs> and the purpose of the Mishnah linking the time of Kriya Truma not to a moment in time and not to a climatic event, sunset, but to a halachic moment, a moment at which the Kohanim are pure enough to be able to eat their truma. And the idea there being that if you think of the, the Kohen, the Kohen has been through his day, he's been through a period of Tumah, he was, became impure, he goes through a process of purification, he goes to the mikveh in the morning, 
And there's still, Tosfa says, Klisha Tumate, his Tumah is less, but there's still some Tumah. When does that Tumah dissolve completely? When does it completely remove itself from him? When the sun sets and a new day begins. So, so also when we say Kriyachma, we say Kriyachma on a fresh day. We leave behind everything of the previous day and we accept the, the kingdom of Hashem and our commitment to Hashem and the Kriyachma to set the tone for the next day so that the tone for the next day, including that evening, the tone for that evening should not be set by the heaviness of the day that's passed, but should be a fresh moment of engaging with Hashem and enjoying that moment of connecting to Hashem as the genesis of not only that evening, but of the whole day that is yet to come. So that here too, with this uh, Nazir, the Nazir who is in a cemetery when he takes upon himself his Tumah, uh, he comes out of the cemetery, he goes through a seven-day process. That seventh day, he goes to the mikveh, and immediately he's already a Nazir, although for all other reasons, his total Tumah only passes at nightfall because he is in the category of a Tibul Yom, somebody who's done to everything that needs to be done, uh, but is just waiting for the day to end so that a new day can begin with a new commitment, looking forward to new energy and with new energy uh, and to be able to start both a fresh evening and a fresh morning and afternoon as we should do every time the sun sets upon us. 